Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's going on, Sebastian? What's up, man? Got any updates this week? Um, yeah, I do, actually. I do have an update. March 19th. March 19th, 1 to 3 p.m., Delaware Diamonds tryout. I don't know if that's an update or that's like a announcement or announcement prediction. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what I mean. We I don't think we talked about it yet. So the, the newest uh, the next trial for the Delaware Diamonds is going to be March 19th um, from 1 to 3 p.m. Um, so you can come out and, and do that. Follow us at the Diamonds UWS on Instagram and Facebook. D Diamonds W UWS. Yeah. Um Sebastian will be there. Chad will be there. I will be there. I'll be in Florida scouting. You'll be in Florida scouting. We'll try to bring scouting the them. flares. Yeah, let's do it. Bring, bring in some players. players right? So get to the tryout. So but don't find any players. Yeah. Bring Lock some in your spot. <laughs> <laughs> um you have you have a futsal tournament coming up? Yeah, I just hit 97 teams. Uh yeah. so futsal tournaments coming up February 25th and 26th the boys will play on the 25th saturday 25th and the girls will play on uh sunday the 26th so this will be at kent county parks and rec down in dover um so if you are listening to this and you want to participate monday is the last day absolute last day to register that way we can get our schedule out in a timely fashion because we all know as soccer coaches when you sign up for a tournament what's the first thing everybody wants what are we playing what time are we playing when we kick off how many games are we playing? Yeah. Where are we playing? What time? What color? Yeah. So um, I'm going to try to get that out in like a week. That way people have like two weeks to kind of plan ahead for their schedule. And then we can rock and roll from there. So yeah, if you're if you're looking to register for that, DelawareUnion.com slash futsal. I believe it's the, the, the URL. Um, or reach out to myself or Sebastian via the podcast and We'll get you the registration link, but again, you got till Monday. I don't reach out to me. I'll just redirect them back to you. You got till Monday the sixth. Anything yeah. after that can't help you. Double the fee, I'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, at DE Soccer Podcast if you want to reach out to us on Instagram. Um yeah, so today we we do have an interview that we we just recorded. Um so we're we're actually so this is one of the few, the few interviews that we'll have in the next couple of months where we actually record something and put it out uh, right away. Um, uh, so we get to learn about United Star Coaches more, um, more about United Star Coaches, more about the events, what goes into planning events, what what goes into all of that stuff, um, which is pretty cool. It's more than it's more than just the app with the schedule. Definitely more than just the app with the schedule. <laughs> Definitely more than just the app. More than just signing up for membership. It's way more than that. There's so many things that they're offering. Um, so really cool stuff. It's more than just showing up to the member club social. And at the same time, yeah. And at the same time, I think once again, Dwayne and I, um, I think probably just the foundation of this podcast in general. I mean, the first episode was tit- was, was titled Dwayne Loves Free T-Shirt. So uh, anytime we can insert ourselves into anything um, or try to like put people in a really weird spot of like, hey, <laughs> these guys are joking, but we're not joking. Uh, we're 100% not joking ever when it comes to our ability to get insert ourselves places or get things for free. Yeah. Um, so we get to do that one more time or a couple more times in this, in this interview, whether it happens or not, it's a different story. Yeah. We, we, but we ask, you always ask, we always ask, um, which is funny because I almost feel like if you put me anywhere else outside of here, I wouldn't do that. You're right. Like in person, I don't like I don't I don't talk to people. But you put me behind a microphone and on Zoom, and I'm all I'm fair game to ask for anything. Yeah, there you go. So, um, all right. So yeah, we'll listen to that now. Okay. So a lot of the times we talk about uh, planning and what goes into events. Uh, Duane has talked about what goes into planning a soccer tournament. I've talked about what goes into planning summer camps and even and even different programming for for different teams or different experiences like that. But I don't think either of us have ever uh, tried to plan an entire convention, let alone uh, a World Cup trip with coaches or a second convention 
or even plan something 10 years ahead uh, or, or how to get coaches and clubs to commit to coming to the convention or what it looks like to try to wrangle uh, 20 plus different podcasts and then get everything up on social media and trying to get all that stuff done. Um, but luckily we have guests that have done all that and they can tell us about it. Uh, so uh, with us today, we have three fantastic people from United Soccer Coaches. Our three-peak guests. You're part of the three-peak club now, Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to start. I think we're going to start a, a wall of like guests that have been on at least three different times. You're now on that. You're now on that list. Perfect. Let uh, me know if I need to sign anything. That's fine. Yeah, we can. We can. <laughs> we can almost do it like a virtual signature and just like put it on. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> We'll, we'll start that. Uh, I'll put it on the background. Like since we don't particularly like post everything much on our social media outside of just like the weekly episodes, I'll just put it in the background of my of my wall and I'll just like hang yeah. it. There and we'll just keep adding no, to that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. That way, when people come in, they're like, "Oh wow, this is a like a wall of fame kind of thing." <laughs> so we'll start exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, so Cassidy's the youth programs manager for United Soccer Coaches. Erica Dyer is the events manager. United Soccer Coaches. Uh, and then Absalom Solorio is the digital marketing specialist uh, for United Soccer Coaches. Three different uh, three different people that do three different jobs. How are you, all of you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm fantastic. Um, and I'm just happy because, again, I like to interview people. So this is great. All right. Um, let's start with Absalom. Yes. Um, you were our contact when we basically, um, when we were trying to figure out the podcast row, you were our first contact there for this year's convention. So, um, so A, how was that process and how did you, how was the convention for you? Yeah, I think if we look at the convention as a whole or at least podcast, I mean, as a whole first, I think we had a pretty successful convention. Um, and, and di like directly what I was involved with podcast row, I think every person I talked to had a fantastic time and they, they were able to get some great content from there. So just really happy with how it went. Um, kind of the planning of it was, was kind of difficult. I think the most difficult thing was finding people to commit to podcast show. Cause again, one, this is our second year that we've done it. Um, and this is the, the first time that we've tried to kind of grow that that row that podcast row and so the hardest thing was just getting people to commit um i know i reached out to probably like 50 shows um and so just first finding trying to find a wide variety of shows that were covering all different aspects of the game um getting shows that were from mexico trying to get shows that were talking about nisa getting shows that were talking about clubs and also the women game um so that was really my i think my goal was just try to expand the the type of content that was being covered by podcast. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, that was probably just one of the hardest things, just getting people to commit. Cause they were like, Oh, we had shows kind of back out um, literally like the day of well. And so we had to kind of pivot and try to find people that were local. Luckily we had two shows kind of like on wait list that we had already invited to, um, they were already coming to Philadelphia. They just didn't have um, a spot on Podcast Row. So we were able to kind of pivot and just get them a spot just so they were able to have a booth as well. Yeah, I will I will say that. So this is our second year doing it. And um, Kansas City was great. Uh, Location-wise, I preferred our, our spot in Philadelphia. Um, I think it was also, I mean, it helps for us. We're local. We're only 45 minutes away. So we were to take our car and just, you know, bring a bunch of other stuff. So that that helps with the travel part of it. But I do think um, within the growth of it, I think uh, this year that seemed to be a lot more cohesion between the shows. Everybody, like we did a lot of different like cross show things, which was mm -hmm. cool. Um, but I think in general, everybody was just like super happy to just be around each other. Um I feel like so everybody asked me how the convention was. And for me, this is now the second year that we've done podcast show instead of being regular attendees. Um, and to me, it almost feels like I get to have a one on one convention with people. Uh, mm -hmm. So instead of having to and, and the sessions are fantastic and I got to go to a couple of sessions, but I got to have one on one sessions with people. Mm -hmm. uh, so which which is really, really cool. 
So what even goes into the planning and getting the presenters to to want to to want to be a part of it? Yeah, so that would be Erica. Erica can take over that question. <laughs> um, for the convention, I mean, we're already we start. I would say the fall time, people are already reaching out for for the next year. So when we were going into Philadelphia, we had people already reaching out um, because we hit capacity pretty quickly with the amount of sessions, even though, you know, we have 250 education sessions, we hit capacity pretty quickly with that um, and with having the presenters. So I would say October, we already had a wait list going for going into Anaheim and um, Dave Simeone is our director of education programs. He oversees the program for the convention. I work very closely with him, but he is the ultimate say on what happens in that program. And so making sure that um, every level of the game is um, represented, every um, just like everything that you can think of in soccer, everything is represented. And um, he's already planning and has a list already for Anaheim and is. I'm um, starting that process now. Was there um there there seemed at least from my perspective of it there seems to there seemed there have seemed to be a much bigger referee uh like refer there was a lot more referee sessions this year. Am I am I am I wrong here or was that was that true? No, that's true. So last year in Kansas City was the first year that we started a referee experience um and to just bring one, to bring coaches and referees together so that we can start having that conversation, but also giving them a place. There really isn't um, this type of experience in the world for referees. And so um, why not work together and bring that experience? So Kansas City was our first year. Um, and then this year, it just expanded upon that. So yeah, it was the feedback and the planning already going into Anaheim of making that even bigger. I think that that just adds to the value of our show and just adds to um, what is happening at convention. Well, because I almost feel like, and, and obviously you, you do a lot of the planning for this or you do all the planning for this or, or whatever. <laughs> That's Cassidy shakes her head. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, it's almost like three or four different conventions within the convention, right? Because there's yeah. so different tracks. Can you talk about the different things? Because U.S. youth soccer has a has almost like their own mini mini thing within the convention. So, can you talk about all the things that that go together with it? Absolutely. I think that um, bringing everyone together. I mean, everyone's uh, soccer calendars are starting to fill up with you know tournaments and other events and things like that. So, just um, working with all of the entities in the soccer. Um, industry to kind of bring it to one place. Uh, U.S. Youth has been here for many years. They host their workshop and annual meetings um, at our convention. But yeah, bringing the referees in, um, having the NWSL draft, just kind of bringing everything that's happening to kick off the soccer year at our event. Um, our event's there and we have the space, so we might as well all work together and be there together. And so actually, I mean, now that Dwayne's on, um, I want to put Erica on the spot. We like to try to put guests on the spot. I mean, we <laughs> talked to we we told we told Cassidy at the convention if there was going to be a mini podcast row at at CoachCon, which we'll get into in a second. <laughs> um, but but now that we're talking about, I mean, now that we're talking about present presenters and and different things, I mean, are, are we at the point where we can have a podcast session? on using a podcast to promote your club? I think that we are always looking for um, sessions that are more than just the X's and O's. And I think that we're at a point where we need to be adding those things because a lot of clubs are utilizing podcasts or utilizing their social channels to promote. And that's something that I have talked to um, our marketing team internally and with Dave Simeone is just expanding even more on the um the sessions that are presented and i think that that is a great idea and we'll i'll make note of it and definitely talk to dave about adding it because i think that we just need to um expand on what even more of what we're offering to our attendees sign us up we're, we're 
<laughs> we are and we can we can put the uh we have we can we have uh we have an out of office sign that we can put on the podcast road booth that will <laughs> uh, come check us out at uh at room 30 35 52 and uh we'll be there i don't know just making up numbers but love it <laughs> uh, yeah uh so sign us up we'll 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 be there um so you went from philly erica you went from philly to to california right away 2024 anaheim um why did you have to go to anaheim a year early yeah so i actually just got back 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 from anaheim last night um we were there um the last couple days so the planning process even though we're still wrapping up um philly 23 being that we haven't been in anaheim we were in la in 2017 but la and anaheim are two completely different um areas and challenges and benefits and things that we have to go through so being that it it really is a new city for us we have to start planning um basically a year out we did actually do a site visit in september so this is my second site visit um in anaheim but just making sure that because it is a new place everyone understands our show and what we have to offer and make sure that we have all the space that we need because Anaheim is a very big um, convention city and they have some very large shows that come in. We just need to make sure that we have the space that we need. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about the newest, uh, the newest, uh, I, I don't even know what to call it. The, the newest edition, the newest member of the United Soccer Coaches like offerings. Let's yeah. talk about CoachCon. Yeah. What is CoachCon? How did it get developed? Um, and what are what what's everyone's involvement with it? Yeah, absolutely. So CoachCon coming out of um, the pandemic and just kind of reimagining what we have to offer our members. Um, a lot, a lot of not only our members but a lot of our partners and sponsors came to us and said, "Hey, like people are coming to us and asking if this is something that you can offer." And so. Um, really working internally with my team, um, working with Angie Lyson, who is our um, chief operating officer. Um, and then um, Emily Miller, who is our event specialist, the three of us kind of working together to um, put together an offering that's has the United Soccer Coaches feel to it, but it's going to be something that we've never done before. Um, we, many years ago, when I started, so maybe six years ago, seven years ago. And um, we did have a summer symposium. So we had three years of, we tried, it was very mini convention. We had a little exhibit hall, we had sessions, um, things like that. CoachCon is nothing like that. It is two tracks. You, when you register, you have to choose which track you're doing. Um, so we have game analysis, and then we have um, key elements of organization and management and leadership. So when someone goes in, they can um, they have to choose one of those tracks, and then they stay in that track the whole time. Um, and so, working with uh, Dave Simeone to bring in the presenters, working with our team, are um, it's just going to be an experience that no one's had before with United Soccer Coaches. Yeah, I, I, it looks it looks really cool. It almost looks like um, you're you're combining the idea of the convention with a with a diploma. Right. It's it's like merging those two things together, which sounds yeah. like which sounds like the best parts of it. Right. The So um, everyone really likes diplomas because you get to there's there's very like very specific learning opportunities and everyone likes the convention because it brings that. But at the same time, you get to socialize and be with other people and then you get to share ideas. So this is this is bringing both things together. Um, I think it also gives you the opportunity to, you know, it doesn't take away from the convention for, you know, because you are focusing specifically on something, right? Because if you think about it, if it was just coaches con and you were just kind of doing the same thing you're doing at the convention, yeah. then it becomes convenient. What, what time of the year becomes convenient for me to actually go and you kind of lose, you start to lose one and maybe both kind of flatline. Absolutely. And with coach con, it's um, a very exclusive number. Um, we're only doing 300. So 150 in each track. So once we hit that, um, we will not go over that number. So it's very much like those people are there to learn that specific track in that specific um, education. So I think it's going to be, I'm really excited to see it all kind of come to fruition. There you go. UnitedSoccerCoaches.org slash CoachCon. 
Yes. Or, you got you to do it. Before, you gotta, before number, we run oh, out. Oh, you got to do it in the voice, uh, Sebastian. Oh, uh, visit unitedsoccercoaches.org slash coachcon. Is that better? <laughs> Is that better? There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. What, what Cassidy and Absalom, what, what are your involvements with CoachCon and, um, and, and I mean, with each of your roles? So with it being in August, um, I think the focus is definitely on youth coaches just because college preseason is kicking off. So, you know, the, the hope is we have a lot of keep a lot of youth coaches in attendance at CoachCon. So just trying to, get the word out, obviously, and then, you know, pair it with member club because there's, there's opportunity in both and, and then use it as leverage for Anaheim too. So the the timing of it all, I think is, is really good. And the location too, with it being so close to relatively close to Anaheim. um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And so, yeah, just getting getting the word out to clubs and trying to get them more involved in in what we do as an organization. Nice. Yeah. And then, I mean, for me, part of it is just kind of selling, selling it and marketing that out to people. And I think one of the things to note is that the the organization track is really it is more directed for like DOCs and club admins who are trying to, like you said, run a club. Um, and it's just the management of coaches. So it's it's also open to DOCs and club administrators, not just coaches. So, I mean, cause I know like a lot of, a lot of admins and DOCs and club admins, they, they really want, or they really need kind of that, um, the education. Cause again, like with anything, as you, as you get more educated, your, your club evolves, um, you're able to grow and just really manage people better. Is that like feedback that you've gotten, like for Cassie, maybe uh, like, is this feedback that you've gotten from like your member clubs that help you put this together? Or is this just something that you guys kind of decided that, you know, the soccer world needs? Um, Both. Yeah. I mean, with it, with this only being my seventh month, seven month here, um, it's, you know, I can't, I can't say for certain, but since I've been here, there has been. I have received feedback that, you know, why don't you do another mini event um, in the summertime? And, you know, obviously we planned it. So convention 23 is in Philly and then CoachCon is in a completely different part of the country. You know, we weren't going to do it in the East Coast. So, um, yeah, I think to answer your question, a little bit of both. So if it goes well, CoachCon 2024 is back on the East Coast. That's where all the coaches, I mean, think about it, the convention in Philly, you know, that's in the hotbed area of soccer. Well, if we were really following the trend, it would have to be, you know, 25 conventions, Chicago. So um, the reason we placed Coach Con in Vegas or the West Coast is because it's helping us lead into the 24 convention, which is Mm, in Anaheim. So um, we really haven't pinpointed a place yet for coach con 24 but um definitely wanted to help lead into the 25 conventions so. well, that would be during the copa america right <laughs> True. You put it yeah. in a copa you put it in a copa america city get it get some and then tickets it leads to the game and then part of, yeah. part of, the, game going to the, yeah, game. There there goes your game. of the game there goes your game analysis right there yeah oh, oh man exactly. oh i just scored a free registration for coach con <laughs> 2024 <laughs> All right, so now we're going to CoachCon in 2024. We're presenting at the Anaheim Convention. This is a great day. Uh, um, so with 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 uh, with what Dwayne just brought up about the idea of experiences that United Soccer Coaches brings up, one that one that was announced, which which is really cool because it, it you guys have done this before. Um, it's the Women's World Cup experience. Yeah. So can can Erica? Can you talk about that and what and what? What goes into planning that, and because um, that's a that's that's taking a field trip like out of the country, like that's a big field trip. Yes, yeah. So I we are lucky enough to be partnered with um, uh, Generation Adidas International and Inspire Sport, um, and so they actually we work very closely with them, and they do kind of the logistics out of the country for us. So they put together the whole package um, for our coaches. Uh, so for this trip, we are 
gone just about two weeks. Um, so we'll see five matches. Um, we'll see all three of the U.S. Um, group stage and then two other matches. Um, so this is a, a unique one. Where we're actually flying with the group in between Auckland and Wellington because um, the middle game for the U.S. will be in Wellington. So um, this is an experience we haven't had before, but um, it's right now we're capped at 30 coaches. Um, we if more coaches want to come, we're absolutely add them on, but it's an experience for them. Um, Nancy Feldman and Hugh Menzies will be running the education from our side. So at least once a day, um, the coaches will sit down with Nancy and Hugh and go through um, coach education. And Nancy and Hugh have liberty to set that education however they want. Um, once the coaches are signed up, uh, they send out a survey and want to kind of get their know their experience because it's not set for one group. So there could be youth coaches and high school coaches in college. So it's really they want to find out what they want to get from this trip. And then, um, you know, there's some pro clubs that we'll meet with. And then when we went in France for the Women's World Cup, we were able to sit down with some of the, the different uh, countries, some of the um other coaching staff. So it's just an experience for those coaches that are going. Um, I gotta get one of those jobs where I can just take off of work. Just go places. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you just, maybe you try to work at United Star coaches. I, I feel like I mean, this is the same question we ask all our y'all hiring. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a long line for that. No, <laughs> um, no, y'all need a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dwayne's really good at a flight simulator that he has. Um, uh, so it, it's really cool. I mean, not only not only is there is there a ton of different experiences that I think captures the ability for the coaches from any level of the game, right? I think the convention, obviously as the, as the marquee event uh, captures that. But I think after that, then you have the ability to almost kind of, kind of be the, uh, to a certain extent, it's almost like, it's almost like a la carte, right? Like you want to do this, you have the ability to do this. You want to, you want to fly out of the country. You want to go across the, across the world and watch the world cup and a different, different experience. You can, you want to go to Vegas and, dive deeper into two specific tracks or one of the two specific tracks you absolutely can um and i do like the fact that you know this idea of of bringing in directors of coaching and, and administrators i think you know and Dwayne and i have served that role or, or continue to serve that role and as i brought and as i mentioned to to all three of you before before we started recording it, it's almost it's great when everybody sees the 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 finished product right it's great when everybody shows up to the to the sessions and goes, oh, cool! Look who's here to present. But at times we forget it's the same idea, right? It's great when coaches put the cones on the field, uh, but you know we f- we sometimes forget about the fact that someone's gotta someone's gotta bring the presenters in, someone's gotta bring the convention center, like someone's gotta book all that stuff. Just like again, someone's gotta book a field, someone's gotta make sure we have insurance, someone's gotta make sure everyone's everyone's you know safe, sport certified, all those things that are, that go into just running a training session or showing up to a session at the convention. Um, so it's really cool that that you're bringing that part into it. What I want to I want to learn more about about Absalom and Erica because Cassidy's brought up the fact when she was first on on the podcast, um, played college soccer, then coached college soccer. So her involvement through soccer was there. What what are your involvements with soccer and how are you connected to to the sport and you know kind of what brought you on to United Soccer Coaches? You want me to go for right. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, so He's like, this is my big moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for this. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I can kind of tell my backstory. So I was born in Mexico, um, grew up there, and then I moved to the States when I was probably around five or six. So, I mean, soccer has been something that has always been in my family. Um, my dad played it. My brothers played it. And my grandpa played it. So it's been, it's, it's been passed down, and we've only ever played soccer. So... Growing up, like I would have friends that would play basketball and soccer and football and all these other sports, and I'd be like, "Oh, like they would." They asked me, "What would you do?" I'll just, I have soccer, and that's it. So, um, I mean, I, like I said, I played growing up. I played in Sporting KC Academy, um, played there since I was thirteen, all the way up until I was U eighteen, um, and then I went to school at Niagara University for four years. Um, I redshirted a year, so I kind of had that extra year, 
Um, and so then I transferred to a school in Iowa at Drake University. And that was in, in the year of COVID. So they, they like the NCAA kind of gave everyone that like extra year to play. So through there, I was able to actually finish my master's because originally I was really only going to try to play those six months and then just yeah. get out of there. Um, and so they gave us that extra year. So I was like, well, I'll just stay, play that year and a half and get my master's. Um, and so after I played there for a, a year and a half, I, I came back to Kansas City and I was trying to figure out kind of what it was I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to stop playing just quite yet. So I played a year with the indoor professional team here in Kansas City, the Kansas City Comets and the MISL. Um, and after that year, I kind of started looking for jobs and I landed here at United Soccer Coaches. So I've, I've been here probably almost almost a year. Yeah, I started in April. So almost almost about to hit my like one year here just crazy to think about celebrate yeah nice. are you the best are you the best soccer player for united soccer coaches on the staff for oh. sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say maybe dave in his prime in his prime i don't yeah. know there's a, there's an idea so. for the convention next year <laughs> staff, oh like, united soccer coaches staff game staff, staff oh, game wow. that'll kick no. off the convention on the on the exhibit or, that, 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 that's uh, the opening session I'll coach. Yeah, there you go i'll coach the session <laughs> now nah, you get the you got to get your guest coaches to coach the session <laughs> i'm gonna red mike, shirt that game <laughs> let's see if mike Barr can really coach right um mike Barr would have a fit out there yeah um, <laughs> so that's it's really it's an interesting so what a oh, so many questions um because i know i know uh one of our one of our friends uh who coaches with Dwayne, uh Kyle graves uh he talks about he talks about upstate new york constantly uh he coached at morrisville uh he's a big syracuse fan um so what was the transition for you in general going from kansas city or from mexico to kansas city from kansas city to new york and then to iowa yeah <laughs> I think uh, from Mexico to Kansas City, I was I was fairly young, so I mean I I kind of just adapted to it. Yeah. I think when I went from Kansas City to Upstate New York, um, it I mean I committed my like junior year, and my brother was a senior, so it was kind of a package deal. So they literally told us like, hey, we want both of you guys, or if we only get one of you guys, like your your scholarship will kind of lower. So it's like they'll, we'll either take both of you guys, or we don't really want. I we don't we don't just want one. Um, so my brother was already there a year because he's a year older. So then as I got there, he kind of already knew the way of the land and kind of like taught me everything. So it was easier. It was it was an easier transition for me than it was for him, I think, because I mean, we had already we had only really been with our family and like we're a very close knit family. So kind of leaving and going 18 hours away was kind of hard. But luckily, like I was always with my brother. And that was the good part. But. I mean, we didn't realize how upstate New York it was. Like we were the first time we went, we I mean, obviously not knowing anything about how upstate New York it was. We were like, hey, like we had the weekend off. So we're like, hey, guys, like, why don't we take a trip to like New York City? Like, surely it can't be that far. You know, it's like New York. They're like, bro, that's it's like eight hours away. Like you might as well go to Canada. Like Canada was literally like five minutes away from us because we yeah. were right. We were right on the border of Niagara Falls. That's how close we were to the border. Well, he was definitely prepped for the cold after the yeah. city convention last year. You were, you were ready for it. Yeah, no, we had, yeah, we had some, I mean, there was a couple, we had a lot of snow days, which is like awesome for us because we would just sit in the dorms and not, and not do anything. How was, how was Iowa? Iowa. So I, I mean, I think Iowa has a, a, a bit of a Kansas city feel to it. So it was luckily again, like I knew, I already knew people there. So it was the transition was also easier. Um, but I had been to Iowa before because growing from if you're from Kansas City, there there there's always a bunch of tournaments. I when I was younger, I would go play in Council Bluffs or Des Moines, and the downtown area of, of um, Des Moines is pretty. It, it's a lot like Kansas City. It's kind of small, but it it's big enough where it has everything you need to do. They have a farmers market, um, and I, I mean I really liked it to be honest. Can can the three of you give me give us an idea? Dwayne and I were fascinated by Kansas City last year. Or about two years ago, uh, because there, there we had a so Wednesday through Friday morning, it seemed like there was nobody there outside of us as United Star coaches people, and all of a sudden we left the convention center Friday night, 
And we're like, oh, let's go to Yard House to get get something to eat because that was the one place I I felt comfortable eating because I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) Um, And all of a sudden, it's like all they like it's like just people just flew in that day. (laughs) People just rose. People just rose up from the ground. (laughs) What what is what what happens in can downtown Kansas City that like no there's nobody there Wednesday through uh, Friday morning and then all of a sudden Friday afternoon everyone shows up. For me, what I've experienced, um, because I'm not originally from Kansas City, Kansas City is the biggest city around without going to like Colorado or Chicago. So I feel like all of those states like Iowa, Nebraska, everything around, if they're doing some type of bachelorette or bachelor party or some type of trip, like Kansas City is the city that they come to. Um, And then also during the time that the convention was here, it was playoff time. Um, and the Chiefs had games both weekends. So people were coming in for that like playoff weekend. So that added to the amount of people there. Got it. And it was also the weekend, like <laughs> living downtown. Like I think once it's Thursday, everyone like gets that like weekend feel. So power and light is the area that it just really like in the summer, it's it's live on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and even Sunday if the Chiefs are playing. You should see Kansas City on a Monday, Tuesday. It's a ghost town. Yeah. <laughs> when I That's walk right, yeah. my dog, I'm like, businesses are closed, restaurants. And then, believe it or not, by Wednesday, it starts to liven up a bit. And then <laughs> Thursday, Friday, we're rolling Saturday. So <laughs> so Monday, Tuesdays is definitely the time to, for me at least, because I don't particularly like people a whole lot. So for Monday, <laughs> Tuesdays would be my prime time. That's when I would go out. um all right erica what about you how did you get involved in in united soccer coaches and background with soccer and things like that yeah um so i have zero background in soccer (laughs) you wouldn't think that though um i was that kid that like played when they were five like their family like signed them up and i was like the one in goal like picking dandelions my mom was like no you're not doing this again (laughs) Um, so when I, I've been at the association for nine years now, um, I started as an intern, did a whole year internship. Um, I started as a communications intern, um, just grew up, I grew up in Massachusetts from Massachusetts. So I wanted to just like experience something else, really wanted to work in sports. So that's what brought me to Kansas city. This internship, um, was only supposed to be here for three months, but then they, um, you know, kept extending it. And I got through the 2015 convention. Um, I needed an internship to finish my master's. And so um, Jeff Van Dusen, our CEO, was the director of events and operations at the time. So he hired me full-time um, right before the 2015 convention in Philadelphia. And so I've been in our events department um, ever since. Started as our events coordinator. Um, and then when Jeff um, was announced CEO. Um, he brought in Angie Eliason as our COO, and then they promoted me to events manager to kind of oversee all of our events. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. 2015 was my first convention as well in Philadelphia. It's uh, this year, it was like going, I said it to like everyone, it was like going home for us just because we've been there so many times. It was yeah. my third Philly convention. It just like, it just feels right to go back to Philadelphia. It but does. it does. Um, I think Anaheim is going to lend to a very cool experience for everyone that much different than the LA convention. I don't know if you guys went to the LA convention, I did. but it's, it's going to be much different than that. There's a much more campus feel. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> hotels aren't like miles away. Like yes. our farthest one. Yeah, Perfect. no, they're all right yes. there um, in a campus area. And when we were, um, looking to change from Anna uh, from LA to Anaheim, that was like one of the big, selling points for us was that campus and you know environment and feel for everyone so yeah. awesome yeah. um all right before we wrap up i have a question for all three of you uh and we'll let cassidy go first because i feel like yeah. cassidy's been a little more quiet this time um <laughs> what uh what what do you think makes united soccer coaches special and uh like personally for you what do you think it makes it what makes it special and at the same time um, why is it important for it to exist? I think the 
what pops into my head right away is how small our national office is. We only, our staff is what, 28? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's such a family feel here. And I think if we, if we turned into some big organization, corporation, whatever, with, um, you know, 50 plus or uh, employees, I think it would be, it would take away from the feel and what we have to offer, if that makes sense. Um, so for me, that's probably the the biggest piece. And then um, I think, you know, Jeff and Angie leadership, they're, they're outstanding. Um, so working for two, working under, you know, two amazing people um, is, is another thing. So that's my two cents on that piece. Nice. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. I think one of the most important things that I've kind of realized is just the opportunity that that it's given to coaches. And I mean, one, obviously the convention, but also the resources that it provides that I don't think everyone kind of takes full advantage of what a membership does. Um, And again, like all the resources that are in the training ground um, that they get. So it's literally, it could be video sessions, PDFs, um, articles all at the fingertips of their coaches, whether it's through a computer, through a phone. Um, so it's really just that all the resources that you really get through a membership. Nice. Um, I think for me, being out of the three of us here the longest, I think it really is true that we are the home of all coaches. Um, it really have something for every coach, for every admin, for every um, every person in the coaching industry, like we have something for that. And for me being here so long, it really is like a family. I started here when I was 24, um, and grew up at the association, grew up, um, in Kansas city. And I think it really is working, um, for Jeff or Angie, um, for all the leadership. It just is it's a fun place to come to. Like I like coming to work every day where a lot of people can't say that. Um, it's, it just is family. I think too, really quick to add to that, because it's such a small national office, we all have to be very passionate about our work. And we are, because if we weren't, the convention wouldn't be what it is. The association wouldn't be what it is. So I think adding more people would take away from that passion because every single person in this national office is passionate about what we do and we believe in the association. So I think that is another big, big part of it. That's no, that's really good. Um, two things that popped up in my head. Uh, one, uh, United Soccer Coaches Convention app. Uh, I've downloaded, I have. I think I've used all of them since they first were introduced uh this year was by far the best app thank you <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great it was it was thank you. Sur- you gotta fill out the survey man uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this year was you haven't done it that, sounds please. good it sounds good but you gotta they gotta I see know. it on paper i know i know <laughs> uh this year was by far the easiest to use um thank it was you. yeah it was super super cool so uh i just wanted to give you guys a shout out for that um Cassidy, uh, before we go, uh, can you talk to us real quick about the uh, recreational coach memberships? Yes. So this is um, something we're very excited about. It's a it's an avenue we haven't um, gone down before, I guess. So we it's it's twenty five dollars per coach, and the benefits that we that are provided um, include five five courses and then general liability insurance and a few other um, benefits. So the cost for what you're getting is it's pretty incredible. And you know we're doing that to to get them more involved and to push them to want to learn more. Because I mean I don't know about you guys, but when I was an attendee at convention, when I would go. I'd come home and I was just so it's a, it's a feeling you can't explain unless you've been there. You get home and you're so excited and so motivated and you just again, it's it's hard to just to describe, but I'm sure you guys have felt that. 
So that's kind of what we're trying to instill with the recreation level coaches is to push them to want to learn more. And then, you know, the, the hope is after they join the recreation coach membership for a year or two, they uh, move up to a full membership where, you know, they get everything. So. Well, I think in a world where, where, where there's, there's, there's things that I think coming out of COVID um, one thing that I think we all struggle with in the soccer world is finding referees um, and also finding volunteer coaches to be able to to help with with different things at the recreational level. I think that's something that so it's just something that member clubs can can definitely push and add to it. I think that's a that's a that's a really good thing, right? And also, kind of to to point on that, like I think if we're looking at, at a bigger picture, I think what we're trying to achieve here is is just growing the game of soccer within any level within it, like whatever, regardless of what level you're in, because. The bigger picture is really like we're all here trying to make soccer better, whether it's you're within your club, us within here. And the bigger picture is obviously wanting the U.S. men national soccer team to be better, to to win a World Cup, to grow the game of soccer here in the States. And so by everyone doing their little part in growing the game within your 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 little niche, it, it kind of it, it's a like a domino effect and it helps everything out, hopefully in the long term picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Erica, I know you might not be able to tell us much necessarily with this, but I would I would consider you guys are planning 10 years ahead with for conventions. <laughs> uh is there going to be a uh World Cup experience in 2026? Oh, yeah, for sure. Back <laughs> um, no, there absolutely will be an experience. <laughs> what it looks like, I'm not really sure yet, but absolutely with it being here. Um me personally, I would love to get to Mexico and do some type of, you know, dual experience, but, um, it really is just working with our partners at GAI and just figuring out what that looks like. But I think it'd be really cool to have some experience in the, in the States and get over to Mexico. Um, so that's my like dream. Awesome. (laughs) Um, well, uh, thanks so much for all three of you for coming on. Uh, it's been, it's been super fun to talk to all of you. Uh, it's been fun, so much fun to learn how <clears throat> what goes into all of this, right? Uh, so I think if you're those of you listening, um, I think it's just I think it's a it's a good thing for you to go up <clears throat> to to the staff and the volunteers, uh, you know, as our coaches, anytime you're in a convention or any event, and thank them for putting their time into it. Because again, it's it's easy for us to just show up into the presentations, but a lot of it has gone into it. Uh, so thanks to all three of you for, for all the hard work you've put into the convention. It was, it was really a lot of fun and, uh, we're excited to see, to see what the new events coming up. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank thank you guys so much. Thanks. All right, Duane. Um, I, I have a, like multiple players of the match this week. We've got a lot of players in the match. We've got a lot of movement. Let's talk about this movement, though. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the movement, not the movement, but the movement <laughs> transfer deadline was the transfer like, movement. Two, two days ago. Um, a lot of movement, a lot of failed movements. Uh, you know, Hakeem Zayek was supposed to go to PSG. Yep. And I guess there was a clerical paperwork stuff didn't get filed in time. So he was told he was leaving Chelsea. He was going on loan to PSG, and now he's back to Chelsea. So that's got to be awkward for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, know, you had some other players uh, making some jumps. You know, Chelsea was actually really busy um, during the tra- transfer. They were probably the busiest team during the transfer deadline. Yes. Um, you know, Jorginho is going to Arsenal. They ended up getting your boy, your countryman. Enzo Fernandez with the highest uh, record-breaking Premier League transfer, 120 million. Um, so yeah, it's huge, huge for a player that two years ago was was loaned out by River Plate to go play in a mid-table uh, team. Uh, there's a guy from LA Galaxy that was looking to make a move to Barcelona. I don't think that went through. No, but um, Christian Arango is going to go play at Pachuca. From LAC. <laughs> it's good for the it's good for the union. They're yeah. cheering. 
Um, Ander Herrera from PSG moved to Athletic uh, to Bilbao. I mean, he's from there, so he's allowed to play there. Right. Out there, he's allowed to play there. He's, he's yeah, he, he, he fits the criteria. He used to he, play there. He fits uh, the criteria. He fits the criteria. He's allowed to he's allowed to do that. Yeah. Um Sean Johnson uh, landed in Toronto FC. I'm not sure if that's really a transfer. Uh Kaylor Navas. Oh yeah, Kaylor. Kaylor Kaylor Navas uh getting moved from PSG to non enforced. Hopefully nobody from Spain is there. They're just gonna throw up the number seven. They should give him the number seven. <laughs> uh that would be that would be messed up um some guys that are just moving that like for example joe from brazil was the last time you heard that name a long time well the guy God. from the guy from uh chelsea also left to go to byron, byron and already played who was that uh was it Jorginho? he went to arsenal not no then who was it um no hold on a second now I'm, now you got me all kinds of confused dude there's uh, something like i'm going through the transfers i'm like i feel like there's a bunch of transfers that were like oh no uh cancelo joel cancelo oh from man city from city i mean city um yeah you already got an assist one match in well, I mean, he wasn't a bad player, but I guess he just didn't fit into Pep's plans. You got a uh, John Joe Shelby, dude. I never thought that guy would ever leave Newcastle. <laughs> never. Like, I thought he was like, he built Newcastle with his own hands. Now going to Nottingham Forest um, for an undisclosed fee. But yeah, that guy basically built Newcastle. I mean, Hector Bellerin, he was a, still 27. Yeah, yeah going to Sporting Lisboa, right? Yeah. Like still twenty seven, and guy still has a lot of career left. Uh, Matthew Hoppy going on loan <laughs> to let, Scotland. Let, wait, 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 wait! We didn't talk about the biggest one for the United yeah, States. I was going to say the best point. for less. Go ahead, Weston. Weston out of Juventus. Me. Smart move, though. You, you look at it as a downgrade. Smart move. Get out of get out of Juventus. Yeah, get out of Juve. Um. Uh. The old lady is uh having an affair and in some affairs yeah. where they're losing points, probably some sanctions coming in. So it's probably best to get out of there as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, on loan too. On loan. Yeah. Loan to buy probably. Yeah. Loan to buy. Yeah. So that's huge. 36 mil. I think the price, I think that's huge was. for the U S just because the fact that you'll have your two of your center mids, Actually, three of your center mids playing together. I don't know, man. It could go. So it could go, you got to look at it. Yeah, that's the good side of it. But we always know there's a bad side of it. You know, you don't want there to be a situation where I mean, they they all seem to love each other, but now they're around each other every day. Yeah. So you true. don't want something to happen internally. Sure. Yeah. Um, especially you have an American coach too. So he's you know, I'm sure there's other American coaches, but he's the most prominent one in Europe. Yeah. So you definitely don't want a situation where it's like he ruins it for everybody else. So, I mean, like great situation, ideally your FIFA manager dream, but at the same time, there's a good, there's bads. Cause if, it, if, if leads all of a sudden starts to drop, then it's like, oh, well, Weston and Tyler Adams can't play next to each other. I don't even like each other. <laughs> um, so. All right, are you we good if we move on to the player of the match? Yeah, I mean, got some guys moving from Ukraine to Miami. <laughs> um, all right, player of the match. My player, the, my player of the match is Will Still. Will Still. Will Still. You know who Will Still is? No, nah, I know Will Hill, but I don't know Will Still. Will Still. Will Still is a manager of Rames. Okay. Do you know why? It's important that we talk about Will Still. Well, he's the manager of Reims. What do they do? So the manager of Reims, uh, he's 30 years old. Young buck. Does not have a coaching license. Okay. Reims is now being 20. Uh, Reims uh, has been fined 25,000 euros a game uh, every time that Will Still coaches because he does not have a, a uh, coaching license. Are they winning? They uh, In October, 
when Will still took over Reims because um, the coach got fired and he was the assistant coach at the time. And they asked him to kind of stand, stand on a temporary basis. And then they just extended his contract to the end of the season. Um, Drew against PSG 0-0. First time all season that PSG has not scored a goal in a game. And then uh, this past uh, Saturday, um, Drew against uh, PSG. Oh, sorry, Sunday. Drew against PSG again in the 90th minute, 1 1. Yeah, I would say he's straight for the job. Do you know how Will still got, got into coaching? Indeed. That's <laughs> what <laughs> uh, it seems like, right? No, we'll still we'll still started playing uh we'll still play started playing uh football manager. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, so he was playing the computer game football manager. Um he so he just shifts his tactics every game. <laughs> yeah, so he that's slow, how he, that's how he got into coaching. He was coaching in um he was uh he started coaching in Preston when he moved from from Belgium to Preston uh to England. He started coaching. Um he started doing he was like uh an analysis manager like for free because he just wanted to get into it. He realized at a very early age that he wasn't gonna be able to play. Um so he just wanted to begin his coaching career. Again, it was it was one of those things where he just like just played football manager. Um I think that he should, uh, the U.S. should take a look at this guy. Why? He might win the World Cup. You might. You might. He knows when to, he knows when to pack it in and get a draw. He knows when to, you know. He was coaching a team in Belgium before. Um, and he also had them on, on football manager at the same time. And he was trying to win the league. <laughs> I mean, it's a smart move. Like, you never know what'll work. Like, say you play the best team in Belgium and you, you know, move some guys around, try some different tactics, and it works. Why not try it in a video game? What's the worst that happens? You lose. Yeah. You're gonna lose anyway, right? <laughs> fifteen match, fifteen match unbeaten streak. We're currently right now. There you go. When they took when he took over the team, um, they were one point off a of relegation. Um, and now they currently sit eleventh, right behind Leon. It's awesome. Uh, actually, tied tied in points with Lyon. Um, they're they're in the middle of the pack. Uh, they're I mean they're eleven points away from from Europa League conference Europa Conference League. It's probably not ready. It's probably not ready for that yet. But it's a good but, good start. But PSG has only drawn three games and two of the two games of against Reims. There you go. So just just putting that out there, you know. Um. Yeah, so Will Still is my player of the match. Who's yours? Mine is going out to the goalkeeper from the U.S. national team who has not given up a goal in 12 years. And he plays sometimes. So Sean Johnson has the, is currently the holder of the longest shutout streak in men's national team history. Basically 800 minutes in 12 years. So that shows you how much he actually plays. Um. But every time he plays, doesn't give up any goals. So, I mean, we're talking about a different level of competition when he's playing. He's probably playing in some Gold Cup games against, uh, you know, Puerto Rico and Puerto Rico City and those little those little those little island countries. Yeah, but it's still pretty impressive. Um, when you think of like twelve years of not giving up a goal in the national team uniform. My second one is going to go out to uh, Kyle's boy. This is for Kyle Graves. This is player of the match is Nathan Opuku, who is who was the College Cup's most outstanding player for Syracuse last year. Um, he recently signed a deal with Leicester City. Um, is going on loan to a club in Belgium. So, if Syracuse is looking to go back to back, they're going to, have to do it without their you know star forward. But yeah, shout out to Kyle. He probably has some more information. That's his dog. <laughs> This is Road Dog. He's a he's a he's our correspondent. He's our uh, he's our uh, resident Syracuse, Syracuse he's, correspondent. He's gonna work on getting a, a you know a quote from the coach and from Nathan himself. That's right. There you go. Perfect. Um, all right. On this day in player history, 
February 3rd, 2007. So not too long ago. Um, you ever hear of uh of Karen Child? No. All right. So what? Here's what Karen Child did. Uh, she put uh she put some money in the lotto in England, um, and won eight million pounds. Um, so she's a big fan of Chesterfield. That's her. That's her like home local club. So she sponsored, um, she sponsored a stand at the stadium. So now, uh, Karen Child has the Karen Child stand at Chester on the Chesterfield Stadium. So um, there you go. February February third, two thousand seven. She she won the lotto and sponsor. If you won the lotto, would you sponsor a stadium? Would you would you go to the Philadelphia Union and go? No. I lose my parking. This is now the. No, I'm not saying no, no, no. I'm not saying sponsor the entire stadium. You'd have to win. You'd have to win like the Powerball to be able to do that. Uh, I'm talking about like if you drop if you drop low, low cash and you're like, hey, this is the Dwayne Henry section. Like 121 is now Dwayne Henry. No, we're moving over. We're, moving, we're building a section on top of the Sons of Ben. We're building a suite on top of the Sons of Ben. Okay. That way, like when it's cold, I can just go up into my suite, nice, warm, sweet. But would you, would you try to sponsor a section under your name? Yeah. 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 Like I said, I'm building a little, 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 little building on top of there. So when it gets cold, I can go hang out there. Is the Sons of Ben section now called the Dwayne Henry Sons of Ben section? No. Nah, you know how they have, like, they have the Sons of Ben, but they have, like, the different groups. Yeah. I'll just be a different group. The Henry oh. Hooligans. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Double H. Double H. H H. Also stands for happy hour. Boom. It's a good <laughs> one right there. Alex, I know you're listening. Don't 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 go out there with any ideas. <laughs> you know, still my ideas. Henry Hooligans. I like that. They got anybody with an H in their last name? <laughs> don't try to steal that. <laughs> I don't think they have anybody or Harriel, I guess. Harriel hooligans <laughs> doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue. No, nah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Plus, I shook his hand and he scored his first goal, so he knew he That's knows right. why he scored. That's right. <laughs> uh, if I ever meet him, I'm gonna hold that over his head. But like, but yo, I shook your hand and he scored a goal. Like, I got, to... I got like three different players or fair plays of the week. By the way, all right, all right. So here's my first one. My first uh, fair play of the week. Um, if you follow Sports Center on Instagram, um, make sure you you check out this uh, reel that they had put out of this coach. I think it's a basketball coach. Um, who talks about how this player, um, he has seven seniors and only five of them start. And this player that he was talking to or talking about doesn't start every game, but his parents. Don't say a word, and all they say is whatever you need out of them, coach. Just you know, whatever, whatever works. So he just talks about in general how we need more parents and family members and players that just know their role and accept their role. So I I think we we uh, working in an education system, dude. We need we just need collaboration. I think there's a huge disconnect between parents and sports, parents and school, and the the hardest part about it is. Some of the parents that have the disconnect are the ones that work in both sectors. Yeah. Like I saw Robert Ori, um, basketball player, got ejected from a basketball, his son's basketball game. Oh, like, man. Former Spurs player. Don't big do shot, Bob, dude. You got seven rings. What do you need to yell at a ref for? All you got to do is come out there and hit that three point shot and be like, boom, it's me, big shot, Bob. But like, there's just a disconnect. Because I like, could yeah. also be the one that coaches the AAU team and say we need better refs, but you're yelling at refs. Yeah, doesn't help. You know, so it's, there's, no, there's a lot of disconnect. Um, my second fair play of the week goes out to ESPN Plus um, because uh, for broadcasting the Wrexham FC FA Cup games. Uh, so Wrexham uh, played Sheffield United to a 3-3 draw. Uh, so now they're on the replay game, and that's on Tuesday. Uh, so make sure you support Wrexham. Um, great, great club. Um, owned by Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. Um, so just I, I I think it's just a great story in general. 
uh, show on Hulu Plus. That's pretty cool too. Um, so uh, that's my second. My third one um, goes to a Portuguese club called Oliver Renzi. Oliver Renzi made headlines today, at least in my world, <clears throat> uh, because they just signed uh, Kazuyoshi Mira, known as just Kazu or King Kazu. You know who King Kazu is, Dwayne? No idea who King Kazu is. King Kazu uh, is a player who is 55 years old. Started his playing career in 1986. In He's from Japan, but he started his uh, playing career in Brazil. Um, is continuing to play. Uh, last year, he played for Suzuka Point Getters, uh, who play in the Jap- Japanese fourth division but still managed to play 18 games last year. Um, so he's on loan now to this, uh, to this club. Uh, his passers is, is, is um, transfers owned by Yokohama FC. Uh, the Yokohama tire. So do I own a part of this player? No. <laughs> um, There's some hard tires to get, by the way, but Yokohama FC, uh, he's been there since 2005. Uh, so yeah, 55 years old and is still continuing to play. Awesome. That's awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, played in the, just to give you an idea, it's 2023. This guy played for the Japanese national team between 1990 and 2000, played 89 games in those 10 years. So, um, some of our listeners weren't even born. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. that's my, my favorite. Third. The third player of the week's going to go out to any player. Uh, I've seen a couple of photos going up with signing days uh, for players. Playing in the next level from Delaware, continue just to represent. Um, yep. It's awesome to see, you know, everybody sleeps on Delaware, but it's awesome to see that, you know, they find talent, whether most of them stay close, East, East Coast, but some occasionally go a little bit further. But just good to see that, you know, coaches and teams are showcasing those players and getting them those opportunities. Absolutely. Well, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DE Soccer Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.